Ahoy, welcome to a brand new episode of Baffled, uh, your favourite fact podcast. Every Tuesday we meet, we discuss nine ridiculous things that we have discovered and try and work out uh, if they are legit, if they're worth telling people or if they deserve to be chucked into the bin of nonsense. My name's Dan. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Today, I've got stuff for you about a real life zombie, about old school telephone calls and what runway numbers really mean. That's on my end. Mark is also here. Uh, Mark, what have you got for us this week? Well, I've got three more facts for you because that is the premise of the show. Uh, Today, I've got one about taglines, one about how to keep your secret safe, and then one about something which might have been around earlier than we thought. And Connor, he of Connor Explains, is also here. The the second most successful baffled podcast. What have you got for us, Con? Blockbuster, a school that I wished I had gone to. And a fact about the world's shittest coffee chain. There you go. Early money in the swear jar. Thank you for listening. It's a brand new episode of Baffled. Stay there. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So yes, thank you for joining us. Um, I hope you're enjoying the two editions of Baffled that you get every week. Uh, make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from so they automatically download. And if there is anything that you would like Connor to explain for you on a Friday, info at baffledpod.com. Uh, this week, we had Samurais. <laughs> Was it Samurai Ninjas? This week, we, this week, we had Ninjas. I think we all learned something. Uh, Connor, do you, th- do you feel you're getting better now at f- discovering worthwhile facts for the main show after explaining everything so thoroughly on a Friday? Like, are your, is your research acumen getting better? Yeah, I'm just being a bit more specific. So, like, you know, things that I enjoy out of the bits that I'm looking at, I take now. So, with the facts, I'm not thinking, oh, well, Dan and Mark like it. I'm thinking, yeah, I like it. I'm having it. I have to be honest, I'm surprised you've not managed to sneak in a little double up yet. Like we've not had a fact about the mafia come on the main baffled show. We've not had something about Polynesia come on the main. I'm really, really surprised you've not managed that. I thought, honestly, I thought that would be day one. A page one of the Connor textbook would be. I just, this. I, I did. I kind of thought the first point after Connor explains all three facts will just be stuff that he just didn't say in Connor explains. I, I just love research so much now. Like it's really, it's like something that I enjoy doing Open now. So I've always... It. Yeah, like, you know, I've always got my laptop there after having a little read and I just do like an hour's research before bed. It's just how I roll now. I'm a new man. 
Oh, if, only, if only you'd found this little trick when you were going through the education system, hey? <laughs> do, do you feel, does, does this make you think differently about your schooling life? I mean, you're going to tell us today about a school you wish you'd gone to. Do you wish when you were at, I don't know, Chelmsford Comp or wherever you went, that, uh, that instead of going to like six structured lessons every day, you would just be chucked there with a book of facts and said, look, look through this, find something fun. There you go. I've learned... I've learned more in the, what are we, 52 episodes in on Baffled now? I've learned more in that than I ever did during my GCSE. So yeah, this is a way of me learning. The, the numbering system is getting very confusing. 52 would make a year, but we've done more. So just disregard the numbering system while you're listening. Um, right, I'm going to kick it off my first fact of the day. I want to tell you about an incredible real life zombie that I've heard about. Listen to this, lads. It's Maggie Dixon. In 1721, back in the day, she was hung, uh, she was found, she was sentenced to death, right? And she was hanged, she was declared dead, she was put in a wooden coffin and she was carted off. She woke up en route to the graveyard, uh, (laughs) clambered out of the coffin. The law said that her sentence had been carried out because she had been hanged to death at one point. And they let her go. And she lived another 40 years known as Half Hang It Maggie. I mean, it's fair. That, at that point, if you're the police, you do just kind of look at it and go, I don't know what to do here. There, there, there is no precedent for this. Anyone know? Let her go? Yeah, less paperwork. Go Very on, suspicious people back then, though, surely. Like, I don't know if, if, if... Like, now we say, oh, it's because of the law. It's because she was hanged to death uh, and, and then she managed to revive herself... That's why they let her stay alive. But I think they were just like utterly terrified, like petrified. Like people were suspicious back then. I mean, if you thought you'd killed her once, would you really try killing her again? How much is that going to anger her? So what was it she went through for death? She was she was hanged. Right. So the likelihood of survival was obviously apparently able to happen. But (laughs) I mean, how is it is at least 0.1 percent? Like, 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 how? how? And also, the, the stuff around this, right? So she was, the reason that she was uh, sentenced to death was for the crime of concealing a pregnancy. Um, and, and her husband kind of kicked her out because it was like, hey, why are you pregnant? That's not mine. And she was like, well, you know, so that all, that thing all went around. He managed to, She all know, ac- accidentally peed on some barley again, did she? Yeah, like brutal, right? Like today, if you suspect your wife is cheating on you, your missus, I expect you straight on Tinder. This bloke up in Edinburgh was like, no, I want you hanged. So that happened. She managed to revive herself. Uh, and then <laughs> she went home. And it says here, her husband renewed his affection for her and took her back. <laughs> of course she would. You're not arguing with a zombie, are you? you go, yes. Yes, dear, I would want you back. But does it make a mistake? You're right. Yes. Isn't the, isn't the, one of the, you know, fundamental things when you're being hung, your neck breaks. That's the, doesn't your neck break? So I don't understand how it, her neck didn't I think, I think it break. Can, it can do. It doesn't have to. I think that is... You, you are right that that's starts. kind of the point of it, though. That, that I think the reason that they have a sudden drop from the gallows is for that reason, yes. Yeah. But pri- primary death is suffocation, is a phys- asphyxiation or suffocation. Rather Interesting there. Interesting, Mark, that you were going to go suffocation, which Connor definitely understands. And then you thought, you know what? <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and alienate quite a heavy proportion yeah. of people that might be listening. I'm going to go for asphyxiation and you didn't even manage it. <laughs> so well no, done. Still messed it up. Still messed it up. Uh, yeah, there was a moment where I went, I could use the word that everyone uses. And then I went, no, I'm going for glory. Failed miserably. 
But you know what? It's fine because no one noticed and we've breezed straight over it. So it's fine. We don't like roadblocks on this show. Um, Connor, what else do you think? You got any other questions to ask? There's a, if you're ever there in Edinburgh, by the way, there is a pub, uh, Maggie Dixon's pub in the Old Town, named for this, uh, the very same woman who I believe went on to be a barmaid there. And still is because she's never died. I haven't really necessarily got like any questions as such. I'm just, I'm just very shocked. I'm, I mean, that's a... Wow, you know, is there any other cases of someone surviving being hung? Like, I, I could always imagine it being instant death, really. I can't... I, I'm picturing someone being hung and I'm thinking, how the hell do you survive that? that that's, that's where my mind's at. How do you come out of that alive? I, I can tell you one thing, Mark. I can just sense Mark getting very riled at your use of the word hung. I can sense it. He's, he's really... Hung. Is hanged. it hung? Is it hanged? I just don't know. <laughs> it, I can feel the... the the, the little pedantry Peter over there just kind of creeping out. He just really wants to correct you. Um, I don't know, actually. I don't know if there's been any other cases. I'm surprised that it's taken me this long to discover this one. Like, how many nonsense facts have we had that I really don't care about? Popeye's son's names, whatever they're called. Don't care about those. What I care about, people that are real-life zombies. That's what I want to know more about. Right, Connor, what's your first fact of the show? So I think we can all vouch, especially if people have experienced Blockbuster, that it was probably the best time ever, wasn't it? You went to Blockbuster and used to get the large quality streets as well. Come on. I'll tell you why it was great, because it completely eliminated like 50% of what most people spend their night on now, which is, you know, watching two seconds of something on Netflix. Now nah, I can't be asked. Watching another two seconds. Now nah, not in the mood. Watching what do I want to watch? Like, I'm, we're so indecisive now, at least with Blockbuster. Uh, you just kind of went in, you made your bed and you lied in it, probably with another Adam Sandler movie and some Hagen dazs Yeah, exactly. And also the massive quality streets were the thing for me. They used to just be the best quality streets, but larger sizes. Um, but of course, blockbusters disappeared and we were all very sad about it. Apart from one, there is one still operating. There is one still operating, still exists, and it is still used as a blockbuster and it's in Bend, Oregon. Bend, Oregon. Tell me more about this place. Is it near Austin at all? It isn't near Austin. Um, But yeah, it's still, and it got me thinking, I was trying to do some research into it and couldn't really find out anything about it, but I don't know if it's still owned by Blockbuster. I don't know if someone independently owned it and kept the stock, but it still says Blockbuster. It still has, if you look at pictures on Google now, it still has all of the um, uh, like it brings back all your childhood basically you look at it and you're like oh, i remember walking over to those blockbuster stores uh but yeah one still exists which i never knew and when i saw it i was like this is a fact that i'm using on the podcast because i love a bit of blockbuster now i i'll be honest i have heard that this exists i like people make pilgrimages there don't they like people go and visit it. It is a tourist hotspot. Why does it keep going? Like, why do they insist? Maybe just like the person owns the building, so they don't really have to pay a lease. They don't have to pay rent. Yeah, going to drive it out. I think so. Yeah, I mean, it's twenty years old as well. You know, so it's it's been there. It's been there a long while. But it, block, blockbuster was such a what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Institution. What's the word it remind, Nostalgia. No, it reminds you of something from you. Yeah, so much nostalgia around Hung. blockbuster, isn't there? So for. Yeah, hung. <laughs> so if I could, if I was in Oregon, I'd go see it. Definitely. Like that would bring back so much of my childhood. But, and it still operates as well, which I think is really, really cool. Thing is, 20 years isn't that long. I'm about to say 20 years isn't that long. But also, in the nicest way to Bend, Oregon, is it really worth a trip to Bend, Oregon just for a blockbuster? 
Like, is no. there anything else there? No. I'm a big fan of the name Bend, Oregon as well. Bend is a brilliant name for a place. Bend, Oregon kind of sounds like a bloke that you'd meet down the pub who's a little bit dodgy. Oh, that's just old Bend. That's just old Bend, Oregon. I remember being in North Carolina. I went to a dive bar and ended up playing, um, <clears throat> so a proper flyover state, North Carolina, ended up playing beer pong with this lad, this huge hoss of a man. Like a machine. He looked like, like the, the Frankenstein's clone. I mean, he was about twice the size of me. Uh, uh, you know, wrestler from the local high school. He was about 16 years old. I'm fairly certain his name was Bend, Oregon. Um, yeah, like I, I love like these places in America. That's what I take from these, these random things that just, I mean, it's a massive, massive place. So of course there's going to be bizarre things. I just love that they're there. Um, Yeah, 20 years con, it's actually not that long a time. If you think Blockbusters probably started getting phased out 80, like eight years ago, maybe. Uh, So it was probably quite a new one. Um, But it is is struggling for survival in the current times, which is sad to see. So if you live in Oregon right now and you're in the area of Bend, maybe a drive away, go rent a film, go buy a quality street, help them out. Here's the deal. I know early on in the the life of this podcast, we sent you many, many requests. Hey, take your badge to your, the the big landmark. (laughs) Take your badge up the Empire State Building. (laughs) You know, stuff like that. But if you, only if you live near, in Bend, Oregon, right? Just take a picture of you and send it to us, info at baffledpod.com. That's all we want from you this week. Uh, it's also, it's next to Papa Murphy's Take and Bake Pizzeria. Uh, I love it. Uh, you got, got, got to get them together. Got to get them together. I love it. It's like, yeah, that's all we want from you this week. You know, that's all we want. Just a little thing. Like if you're near Oregon, you live no, in Bend, in, no, grab only your badge. You know. No, it's, it's not a bigger place. It's not a massive place. It's like saying to me, look, can you wander down Tooting High yeah. Street and have a picture with a mango? Yeah, probably quite easy to yeah. do. I'll be honest, mate. I think, I think when you look yeah, at like, you know. listening in Bend, Oregon. Yeah, I think when you that's look the at like all question. the. I think when you look at all the, you know, requests we've made throughout this process of Baffled, I think, you know, asking people to go to uh, their, their their big tourist attraction and take pictures holding a badge was a little bit far-fetched, but this is a little bit more doable. So please do do it if you are close. Connor, do you remember the, the, real, the, the real weak link of that request that we said with the take your badge to the nearest landmark? Do you want to know the real kicker in that sand is that we didn't, no one ever had the badges for like four months afterwards? It's true. <laughs> it kind, of, kind of makes it a little bit trickier. But they're sent out now, and now. if you want a they're badge, if you want one, info at baffledpod.com, please. Mark, what's your first fact of the show? Okay, during Prohibition, moonshiners would wear cow shoes. So these were fancy footwear, which instead of leaving footprints, would leave hoof prints, which meant that distillers and smugglers could evade the police because the police just thought that there was cows there rather than people selling booze illegally. Like that, like that a lot. It's, I mean, it's, it's a good thought process, isn't it? It's like, if you're going to be, you know, if you're in one of these places where there is snow around or there is, you know, a chance of leaving a trail... Just pretend you're a cow. I mean, sure, it might look a little bit suspicious as to why there's seven cows have gone into this one tiny house that sounds like it's got a bustling party going on. But once you move past that, it's a good thought. Do us a favour, if you're listening and you own any hoofs, stick them on your feet. Take a picture of you pretending to be a cow for us. Info at baffledpod.com for that. Uh, I love, like, really ingenious ways that people try and evade like capture or anything like that. Like people, I think we, we said this before when we were talking about prison escapes, anyone that tries to, without hurting anyone, anyone that tries to, you know, rub up against the old bill. I'm a big fan of, I'm a big fan of, of someone like sneaking around. 
Uh, Connor, what are you thinking about this? Yeah, I like it. I, it. It makes me laugh, though, because people have this thought process. I would be the world's worst at trying to escape capture. I'd be caught within, honestly, minutes. Like, I, I'm not good at that sort of thing. My guilt would kick in. The anxiety would overrun me. I'd, I'd just walk into the police start office and be like, just, let's finish this. You'd Instagram it's story it. You, you'd, you'd Instagram story yeah, it. Yeah, I would literally, I'd tag my, loca- you'd be like, I'd ta- hey, I'd tag my hey. location on Instagram. You'd be like, hey, do, you do would I... You'd be in it all for the likes. <laughs> all like, for the likes, you would. Hey, do I know anyone that works at North Face? I really want their new Puffer jacket. By the way, this is where I am. If you can send one to me, that, that that'd be yeah, how you get yeah. captured here. <laughs> exactly, exactly. They'd be like, "Look, he's all over Instagram. We know where he is." I, I'd screw it up within minutes. But um, very clever, Mark. Very clever. That's that's. It's a clever way of, of of achieving what they need to achieve. I love it. I'm just imagining these people right now. I always do a lot of imagining on this podcast, and I'm imagining these people attaching them to their feet. Like, stomping around. Love it. Right, let's talk about telephones now for my second fact. The very first telephone book had just 50 names in it. 50 names, but no phone numbers. It was, uh, it was more a, a piece of cardboard that the uh, registry had of everyone that owned a telephone. <laughs> By the way, I've got I mean, a telephone. It's not exactly a useful registry, is it? By the way, I've got oh, a telephone. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Smith, I'm going to write you down on the list. Do you want my number? No, 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 it's fine. We don't need your number, honestly. It's fine, Mr. Smith. Just enjoy the telephone. If ever there was a time to call an episode scraping the barrel mark, I would say that this episode no, is probably it. But it moves it moves into this. Um do you know oh, Con- Okay, okay, no, we might well, we might we might be pulling it back. We no, might no, be pulling well. it back. Connor, do, do you know how you're meant to answer the telephone? Hello, mate, how are you? Nope, that's not how you're meant to answer the telephone. Give it how are you Isn't meant to answer the telephone? It's a hoy hoy. Ahoy hoy. Or ahoy or ahoy hoy. Alexander Graham Bell, who invented the telephone, where they were trying to figure out, because there was a lot of issues with people where they had the telephone. They would use it the wrong way. They would speak into the wrong part. And there was a lot of consternation over how you should address someone on the telephone. Alexander Graham Bell uh, decided that the perfect optimum way to answer the telephone, to talk to someone, was to say, ahoy. So there you go, Connor. Next next time you're on the phone to one of your brands... Play-Doh, uh, yeah, ahoy. That's what you need to do. That's a callback, by the way, the Play-Doh line. What did what did you used to do when you were growing up as kids? Because the way Matt Mark just reeled off that he knows what the answer thing is for phones just sums up Wait, that no. growing up. No, 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 no. What, like, in, no, no, no. So you used to know everything about everything. Yeah, but we didn't not do something. Absolute beans, no, no, no. mate. Absolute baked beans, we didn't, mate. We didn't You're like, a bunch of beans. You're a kidney bean. He's a baked bean. <laughs> we weren't like not doing things. We weren't like, oh, hey, knock, knock, knock. Oh, it's no, like, shush, shush, oh, no, no, shush, oh, does anybody, shut up, shut does anybody, up, shut up. Does anybody, does anybody know what the answer is for the phone? Yeah, Mark's like, oh, Dan, ahoy, ahoy. That's like, oh, it's funny you say that, Mark. Yeah, how did you know that one? No, it's not like, you know, hello, Mrs. Simpson, can Dan come out to play? Actually, no, he's not. He, he's studying old telephone greetings of the uh, uh, of the 1870s. Oh. That's not really how it's happened. It's just that, you know, we are curious about things. We hear something and we remember it, as you will do now. Like, oh, I didn't spend Where have my- you heard that? I just listen to things. Like, like listen to things, you read something. What, what do I'm you just, tell, I'm just please amazed tell that that's me. not how you answer the phone, Connor. I thought that was just, yeah. you know, the normal oh. thing to do still. Ahoy, I'm going to do it now going forward. It just, it makes me laugh with you. I love you both for it. I admire the knowledge. I wish that I had knowledge like you guys, but it does make me laugh. It's like, 
Dan's like, does anybody know? Like, and Mark's like, yeah, yeah, I know that. I'm sitting here like, well, how the fuck? You know, here's the thing, hell? mate. Here's the thing. I'll be honest, it was an open goal asking you if you knew <laughs> how the inventor of the telephone. I had a feeling Mark might, you know, have, have kind of figured it out along the way. I started the podcast with the bloody word ahoy, by the way. You know, if you want clues. I that. So there you I go. Um, but yeah, it, I, I, I wasn't betting a lot of money on the fact that Connor Knight would be able to recollect that. You got like you got Agatha Christie's marble over here, Mark. Like, oh, I did notice at the beginning of the pod that he opened with a hoy, and then I pieced it together with a phone fact. I was like, there we go, hoy, hoy. And I'm sitting here like, how? I, I'm not saying this in a bad way. It's brilliant that you guys have so much knowledge, but I'm from I'm from I'm from a very different world. I think. Yeah, but again, it's it's not like. I'm not going out to Tiger Tiger. You know, I'm not wandering up Chelmsford High Street going to the nearest ZZ's because I, I'm, I'm staying at home reading the bloody t- first telephone book where there are no numbers, just 50 names. You know, these things aren't mutually exclusive, Connor. Anyway, Connor, ahoy, what's your, what's your second fact of the show? There is a company in Japan that has schools that teach you how to be funny. The first one opened in 1982. About 1,000 students take the course each year. Um, uh, Connor, do you want to want to start a pool? Do you want to start a little to send this one here? Should we, should we send the the other one? <laughs> we, yeah, I've, al- I've already I've already put I've already put his name forward. <laughs> Student loan should be coming to him soon. Uh, yeah, can you imagine the conversation at the dinner table though? Like the thing is as well with this is that it doesn't have to be kids, so it can be anybody. So Mark, you really you know I'll send you a link. But anyway, you 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 can go there at any point. But can you imagine the conversation? It's like. Uh, <laughs> Right, I think I think I'm gonna go back to school, and it's like, right, what are you gonna do? And it's a, a school to be funny. I, for a brief time, uh, you know, a brief time, a day, seriously thought about doing um, stand up comedy at university. Peter Kay did stand up comedy at university, so this is the thing that happens in the UK too. Yeah, yeah, I um, I would love to go and see you do stand up comedy, Dan. To study stand up comedy at university. Yeah, I don't know what they do. I think they just kind of you know kind of teach you late teach you the history of it and, and kind of push you on stage really and there is an art to telling a good joke module one the art to standing up yeah. module two comedy yeah yeah you didn't even turn up for the first day um dan do you think you'd be witty enough in a sense of now i've got no doubt that you'd be able to make good like good jokes and stuff like that but you know like when comedians interact with audience and just so in if, a way, yeah, annihilate I know what you mean. them. So Do you think you'd be quick enough on the spot? If you want to, like, if you want to get into this, I think I could probably be a stand-up comedian in every way but writing jokes. As in, like, I could, I could, I could stand on stage and tell jokes probably quite well. I know how to write a joke. I can probably banter with audiences quite well. I'm pretty good in conversations like that. But it's just like, can I write a funny story? That's that's why that's why I am unsure whether I could do. Mark, have you? I don't know if it's just me, but it's quite interesting, isn't it? Over the last sort of maybe four or five episodes of Baffled, we've we've come to find that Dan is a spy slash ninja slash stand up comedian. You got to back yourself. Part of the mafia. You got to back yourself. He can pretty mate. much do everything. I, I mean, yeah. this guy this... is a man of everything. <laughs> da- da- I mean, Dan can turn his hand to anything, and it will just be perfect at it. I mean, Not perfect. No, I never said so I'd be perfect. I said I could probably do it. Like, yeah, I can. Is that we, t- we, we talk about by. spies? Step yeah. By. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, I could be a spy. Well, look, you have talk to about ninjas. Yeah, you have, you, have, you have to back yourself. I would give it a good go, and I think on a few things, 
I would, um, I, I don't, um, Spy, maybe not. I, I, I think I, w- I would not fall down with this one. Um, the thing is, and I, I'm curious about this, I, I've obviously never spoken to a Japanese person. So I don't know, because I don't, I don't speak the old lingo, do I? Um, do they, are they, are they, are they uh, f- funny? <laughs> I delicately tread around this <laughs> uh, subject. Are, are, like, are Japanese people funny? Only once they I, go to school. I don't know, and... No, no, and I know what you mean by this as well because. It, so a friend of mine went to Japan. His girlfriend lives in Japan. I used to work with him, and well, you, he said that it's, you're it's, one of the locals, then, mate, aren't you? See, see, <laughs> this is this is why Connor could be a stand-up comedian because he's got a story for everything. There's always something he's got. <laughs> I could. Be, oh, I remember that one time be. where this and that. I could be a stand-up comedian, but um, no. Linking in with what you're saying, Dan, and I'm, I'm being serious here. All jokes aside, he said that it, it, it's very strict out there. Like, for example, if you've got tattoos, you you can't go into like the the public pools and things like that. They're very strict out there, and it's very religious. So I can't imagine it's a an area where you can like banter your mates off down the pub over some wasabi. I can't like. I don't think that's the sort of thing that's going down in Japan. Right, Mark, give us your uh, your second fact of the podcast. The first sales pitch for the Nerf, for the Nerf gun and the Nerf ball was Nerf. You can't hurt babies or old people. Love it. I love what short a great pitches like this. Love it. What oh, a it great ticks every line. single box. It achieves exactly what they've set out to do. I, I reckon you probably could hurt a baby with it. Yeah, I reckon you could. I yeah, reckon, fire it into a newborn baby's eye. Is, is there like anything? A centimeter. Is there anything in your life, particularly in your childhood, that you wanted but never got? Like. I, I mean, come on. I was I was a very fortunate child, but there was quite a few toys that I really wanted that never got. I really wanted, you know, the Frost, Mr. Frosty, where you stuck ice in his belly and you kind of swelled it around and it made you ice chips. I really wanted one of those. Um, I really wanted a buckaroo and a stretch Armstrong. Never had that. The top of the list, I always wanted a Nerf gun. Now, the problem is when you're young, you think, oh, you know what? When I'm older, I'll buy it for myself. Uh-uh, ain't happening. Where am I going to put all the blow things? I can tell you if I'm filling my if I'm filling my, my one bedroom flat with Nerf guns and buckaroos and Mr. Frosties, uh, I won't be in it. I would be I will be kicked out. What about you? Is there anything that you really wanted? Not that I can think of. Not that I can remember. I was I was a very lucky child. Uh, no, not, not that I can think of. Not that I kind of go, oh, I can't believe I never got that. Um... I, I I remember. I just I just wanted acceptance, really. You know. <laughs> I just that, wanted love. Is that why you change all your styles all the time? Constantly flitting from one method of acceptance to the next. I, I just wanted my dad to say he was proud of me. Yeah, I just wanted acceptance, you know, and just you know people to appreciate me for who I am, really. How's that going? Yeah, terrible. Yeah. <laughs> quite deep, quite deep for a podcast which aims itself on the comedy charts, isn't it? There. Yeah, you know, I just, I, I think that's probably what you've done is you've dug up some sort of childhood um, traumas for me, really. But, you know, we'll get there. Mate. Um, well, so I want to be one of those parents who, like, buys my kids Nerf guns if they want them. They're like, oh, do you want a Nerf gun? I'm like, yeah, sure. But I know that if I do that, I'm going to take it far too seriously. Like I'm, well, go- I'm going to pretend what? that I'm in Verdansk and there's you know, and it is <laughs> dropping the, in and it, and, it, and it is the end of Warzone and I'll be honest, they're getting one between the eyes and my kids are going to hate it because I'm going to be so serious about it. That's my worry. So I don't think yeah, I can that- ever buy my kids Nerf guns. You will be you will be a very competitive dad, won't you? Oh, I, just, I, everything about you. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a cool fact. 
a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello. Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Right, before we get into our final fact of the show, remember you can always get in touch, info at baffledpod.com for that. Also, you can give us a follow at baffledpod on Instagram. Uh, hello, Rowan. Rowan, learn a language 2020. You've been on the show before, Rowan. Uh, you've sent me a whole bunch of facts. Thank you very much for these. Uh, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna, i crack a few out now, just because when inevitably you, you send them to Connor, he can't in- include them as his actual facts. Uh, in Japan, there is a... Uh, Japan again. In Japan, there is a job uh, called a shire, uh, which <laughs> it translates in English as pusher. A pusher's job is to cram as many people as possible onto trains. I like that. That'd be a good job. We need those sometimes. Also, yeah. in China, did you know this? In China, one of the biggest countries in the world, um, th- there's one time zone. Did you know that? Keeps it simple. Keeps it simple. Keeps it simple. I've got a, uh, I've got a nice message as well that I'd like to share. Go for it. It's from Showbioman. He's from Washington. Hey, Condog. Hey, Condog. I listen to the pod every week and just listen to the Mardi Gras episode. You failed to mention that a large part in throwing the beads is that women flash for them. So I obviously missed the most important bit of family, the whole family friendly episode. Family friendly. Exactly flash. Yeah. Really immature. Really immature and not sure if it's still a thing, but it definitely was 10 to 15 years ago. Love the show and tell everyone at work about it. My eight-year-old nephew absolutely loved the episode about the octopus punching fish for no reason because he is really into octopuses. P.S. I sent an email asking for a badge six months ago and checked my mailbooks every day for it, but it never come. Mark! They, 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 I can legitimately say they've all been sent now. So if you haven't got a badge and you're expecting one, Send us another email. We'll get it sent out. I just, just before we move on with the fact thing, just for everyone listening, because this absolutely cracks me up. Mark has quite an important, Mark has quite an important job. Okay, Mark, Mark works on lots of audio. He works in lots of podcasts. He also hosts this. But I love the fact that if he looks back on his, if he looks back on his career, one of the hardest bits is probably the badge sending part of the baffled pod. <laughs> um, yeah, just very disorganised and not not even doing that properly. But there you go. 
It'll go on the email, Sig, though, I reckon. Uh, right, let's get to the final fact of the show. Infobaffledpod.com. If you've got anything that you would like Connor to explain for you this Friday, send us an email. Now, this is nice and, this is nice and simple. And again, I, th- I think Mark might know this, but Connor, do you know why, run- why airport runways are numbered how they are? No. Mark, why would I ever know that? Mark, yes or no, do you? All right, this, as in this isn't... You know, this isn't an earth-shattering fact that's going to take us down many, many funny avenues, but it's just quite funny. So, it's just quite interesting, rather. So, uh, runways tend to be numbered fairly erratically. You know, it's not just runway one, runway two, runway three. They are numbered in the degree uh, of the compass that the plane is heading, uh, divided by 10. So, if you are flying due south, 180 degrees... You will, your plane will leave from runway 18. If you are flying due west, 270 degrees, you will leave from runway 27. And so forth, and so forth, and so forth. Nice, short, simple. Something you can tell your mates. Thank you very much. Any questions? I mean, it's literally what we were just saying about China and the one time zone. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Yeah. Uh, Connor, um, yeah, you do never me... have to guess which way you're taking off. Connor, do me a favour, just... Just repeat that fact back to me. Uh, so if you are flying 217 degrees, you take off on runway 27. 270. 270. 270. Degrees. And then if you fly, um, what was the other degree? So if you were flying due east, what runway would you due take east. off from? Due east, uh, five. Mark? Nine. Runway nine, because due east is 90 degrees, so you're flying from runway number nine. Does that mean that if you take off due north, you take off from runway nought? Hang on. I, I did learn this, actually, but I've forgotten. Or is it runway 36? I really, I, I really just apologise to everybody listening for the conversation that's happening right now. Um, you can you can join me if you want and just sit back and listen to these two or ramble you, you on about the degrees. and second button. <laughs> the correct answer is i don't know i i can't find this out uh but there's some you know what you know what one of my facts next week is gonna be yeah the due north runway number so subscribe strap (laughs) strap yourself in for that you, you know you want it um other question i have if they're taking off at 177 degrees is that runway 17.7 or is it runway 18 are they are they rounding up they rounded up. No, as in, oh, as in there won't, there won't be one. As in there won't be one. Instead of taking off at 177. Right. There, no, no, no. Do you know what? No, I'm absolutely... No, shush. We are absolutely moving on. This is the most <laughs> boring conversation <laughs> we've ever had. Like, here's the thing. Honestly... No um, one cares. I've known this. Nobody cares. I've known this for a while. I have genuinely told people that I know and they've been interested. I don't know if that says a lot about me also, and my maze. Let's look at the Let's look at the facts here. 66% of this podcast approves of this fact. Yeah, there you go. Dan Simpson approves of this message. Connor, what's your third final fact of the show? Costa Coffee employs Gennaro Pellicia. He's a coffee taster. How much do you reckon his tongue is insured for? Mark, go. $9 million. Ooh, Dan. Well, I mean, he's gone too high there, isn't he? He's absolutely... He's, you, you never go too high on these things. I don't know, 100 grand. 
10 million pounds since 2009 he's insured his tongue for and he is Costa Coffee's coffee taster. So I wanted to get onto this. Gennaro Pellicia, if you are listening. Why do you insist on having facts with foreign names when you struggle to pronounce them every time? I don't know. Anyway, I like saying it. Gennaro Pellicia, if you are listening, your tongue is insured for £10 million. Why does Costa Coffee taste absolutely horrific if you are meant to be the man for it? Oh, hot, hot takes. Hot takes, I'm throwing them you. out from Bath. It yeah. is, it Bottom is tip. categorically... The worst coffee, you you instant coffee out of the cupboard. It's better than that. Like Costa Coffee is the world's worst. Co- you do not get lower than that. Although I would like to say that if they want to pay us to advertise them, then I will happily shove all my morals to one side and say how great it is. Oh, Mark, Mark, are Costa interested? Oh, mate, the vanilla flat white is actually banging. It's one of my favourites. That uh, coffee flavour. Did you yeah. know they've got a guy with a tongue insured for ten million pounds who uh, who looks yeah. after? You can tell, right, with just how good that coffee flavour is. Mm. See? Could easily make oh, it. I wonder how much his monthly premiums are for that. How much do you pay to be uh, every month to be insured for 10 million? And then when you come into the end, obviously you just cut, cut your tongue off. off, get a nice little payout. That's, well, I, that's what you do. I, I, don't know, I don't know whether, you know, he pays for the insurance or whether they pay for it for him. I don't, I don't know. Also, I, would, I would imagine that maybe. What, like... What is he tasting that other people can't taste? Like, how is someone's tongue so refined that you can detect this, which is worth so much to Costa? Do you reckon he's just making it up? Yeah. Do you reckon it's like when people... Yeah, absolutely. ...like, taste the wine to see if it's corked and everyone just goes, yes. Do you reckon oh, that's what yeah, he does? Oh, yeah, one of those ones. Do you reckon that... Where you just, get the glass at the dinner goes, table. Yes, that is You acceptable. spin it round, don't you? Spin it round. Spin... Sniff, smell the red wine. Those, the, 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 oh, I used to work in a restaurant and a guy would do this. No, that's actually doing something. Like the sniffing the cork is 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 fine. is isn't really a thing anymore because most are, are bottled, are screw capped. But the, the swilling it around and the sniffing it is actually doing, it lets you know a lot. Right, do you want fact oh. within a fact? Here we go. <laughs> Strap yourselves in. Do you want to know what the tears mean on wine? So the no, sw- Dan, Dan, no, 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 this, no, Dan, stop. This is actually interesting. So Mark, they're swilling it. No, Mark, no, no. Mark, intervene. This, Mark, no, this intervene, is, in, this is interesting. They're swilling to, it. I'm also kind of intrigued. They're, sw- they're swilling it around, right? Um, and and the red wine, well, the wine runs up and it leaves drops that run down. They're sometimes called tears. They're sometimes called uh, legs. And the amount of legs that there are shows how alcoholic it is. And the speed with which the legs run down the glass shows how sweet it is, what the sugar content is. Now, the point of that is that a sommelier can, in effect, sniff a glass of wine. He can do that. He can watch the tears and then he can figure out exactly where wine comes from because he knows how strong and how sweet the grape is that produces that. But my point is, my point isn't that this doesn't do anything. My point is, is that people like Connor will do this and have no idea. No, but it looks good on, on the Tinder, doesn't it? I, like when you're on a Tinder date. I have no idea. So I'm not putting Connor in a category where he's an idiot. No, well, now you do. Now you but, do. Now you can do that and you know. Well, yeah, well, yeah. well no. I'll know why it's doing it, but I'm not going to understand the speed and the whole thing. I'm just going to go, oh, that's to do with something Dan told me about. Still tastes like wine. But Mark, give us your, uh, your final fact of the show. Before rap battles, there was flighting. Now, flighting comes from the 15th and 16th centuries. So you might think rap battles, modern, but no. It goes all the way back to the 15th and 16th centuries. 
So it was a way of trading insults that was popular in England and Scotland. And it's not too different from rap battles today that you would have two people on either side and they would trade, although this would be medieval verse rather than a rap, but they would trade insults. And it is also where poop was first used as an insult. Bonus fact for you. Okay, that was a, that was a particularly long walk for a short swim, I think, there. Um, but I enjoyed, I, I enjoyed, like, the poops your headline there. That's very interesting. So how would, do you know how these things would be set up? Like, w- were you rhyming at each other? How do you know when someone won? Uh, so it, it'd kind of be, you know, as I said, it'd be like, like a rap battle where there would be a crowd watching and it would be the crowd that essentially determine who the winner is. I have a bit of a, uh, of a 16th century bit of flighting for you, if you want. Fan, you know what? Fantastic. This, this is what we're talking about. You, you, you peeled one layer of the onion, go a bit deeper. We had ancient your mum jokes, didn't we, before? Give me your flighting. Okay, so here we go. These are four lines from flighting off of the 16th century. Grey visage gallows bird, out of your wits gone wild. Loathsome and lousy, as wet as a cress. Since you with worship would be so fain be styled... Hail, Monsieur, your balls droop below your dress. Connor, Boom, he's, he's made a right mug out of you there, Connor. Wild. He, is, he has rinsed you there, Connor. go he, wild. He, he, is, he, is, he has taken you for a right mug. I tell you what, mate, you have been done. Yeah, it hurts. I tell you, I didn't understand a word that come out of his mouth, but I can tell you oh, I'm in pain. Yeah. Is that just because of the, the, the quality of the facts this week? Uh, no, I think I think the uh, the quality of the facts this week have been top tier. I have to say, I think the best one out of all of them is the Costa Coffee tongue. But anyway, that's that is absolutely mental that you think that. Um, I think it's probably a, a good time. Honestly, no, no, I retract it. I'm joking. The best facts for to uh, not that we're here to talk about best somewhere. facts of the episode, but I, I no, the best one was Dan's with the with the zombie woman. Oh, I'd love to meet her. What have we learned this week? Well, you can visit a pub named after a real-life zombie up in Edinburgh. Uh, also, Mark's first trip out of lockdown is to head off to a Japanese school of funny. Uh, and your balls droop lower than your dress. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Make sure you're subscribed uh, wherever you're listening to this. Uh, also, info at baffledpod.com is the place if you want Connor to explain something for you. And give us a follow on our Instagram at baffledpod there. Say goodbye, Con. Goodbye, gents. Uh, Say goodbye, Mark. Goodbye. Uh, And it's goodbye from me. So the opposite of ahoy. We'll see you next week. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.